Welcome to The Gathering Place with Blessed Is She. I'm Jenna Gizar. And I'm Beth Davis. Pull up a chair and grab a drink. Or you could just keep doing what you're doing. Pull up a chair in your heart. (laughs) Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hi there, Beth. Hey, Jenna. And hello, Kendra Tierney. Hi, nice to be here. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. I am particularly excited to chat with you today. Um, But before we get started, would you mind introducing yourself? All right. So my name is Kendra Tierney. I am a blogger and writer and mother of nine. Uh, I live in Los Angeles and uh, I blog at Catholic all year. And of course, I'm one of the devotional writers, if less is she. And you have a book that just came out, is that right? Yes, yeah, I have a book called The Catholic All-Year Compendium uh, about liturgical living in the home that just came out. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. It was, it was a many years process of writing it, so it's just, it feels very liberating to finally have it actually exist in the world. That's amazing, Kendra. So you've written other books before. Were they self-published? Is this the first? So my first book that I wrote before I had a blog was also published by Ignatius Press. It's a book about confession for children. It's called A Little Book About Confession for Children. And then I have a few self-published books that are like prayer books for for kids that are available on Amazon, but that are just self-published. But then this one is with Ignatius again. Amazing. It's so, so awesome. Is that process like <laughs> overwhelming to, to think I'm finally putting this huge thing out into the world? What is that feeling like? Well, it is, I, I you know, it's, it's, it is like, uh, having a baby in some ways, um, but, uh, you know, it, it, because it is a long process, but you know, this for me is, this is why I started my blog is that I wanted to share what we do to celebrate the liturgical year at our house, what we, how we celebrate saints days, how we just little ways that we remember what liturgical season it is in the home. And that's my big tool for teaching my kids about the faith and Catholic traditions is through celebrating feast days in the home. And so I thought, well, I'll start a blog and talk about that. Well, then I started a blog and I talked about all sorts of other things. I mean, I definitely did talk about that, but my blog is also about all sorts of random things. So it became clear that I needed to have this in a book form where people could access it, where I could access it. So I can remember what I did last year. And, you know, and there's so much more crafting and editing and input that goes into writing a book than than just a blog post. You can't just hit send. So it's it's a painful process in some ways, but I'm so happy with the end result. So worth it. That is so amazing. I know for me personally, I struggle with living liturgically with my family. I've just, I didn't grow up that way. And not that that's any excuse. I'm 32 years old, but it's just (laughs) never really been part of our daily family life. Is this book like for beginners? Is it for people just starting out or is it for people who maybe have done that and kind of want to continue to to grow in that area? So I think that the book is for both. So the book explains the history behind various feast days, the traditions in different countries uh, surrounding different saints, and then just ideas for how we celebrate. But 
I will say that it's not a requirement to be a good Catholic to do any of this. I have enjoyed working that into what we already do. So I, for instance, do not do crafts with my kids almost ever. Um, so one of the reasons that I wanted to start the blog and, and write this book is that I was familiar, before I had my own blog, I was familiar with a couple of blogs that are awesome and amazing and have all these ideas for crafts and things like that that you would do with your kids for feast days. And I don't do any of those things. What I like to do for the liturgical year is fit it into what I was already going to do. So, you know, we read a lot of stories and we always eat dinner. So <laughs> that's basically how I focus on it is I... I try to keep good picture books around that have saint stories. And when I'm meal planning at the beginning of the week, I try to look at the liturgical calendar. And if it's an Italian saint coming up, then I'll just put the spaghetti that we were going to eat sometime this week on that night. And then I say, hey, we're having spaghetti tonight because it's the feast of St. Catherine of Siena. And she was from Italy. Done. Like, really, I mean, that's... A lot of nights, that's it. And so what I try to do is just tweak what I was going to do already. And so if you are a family that does a lot of outings, then, you know, go to the zoo because it's the feast of St. Francis of Assisi. And then and you say, hey, we're going to the zoo because it's St. Francis' feast day and he loved animals. And then it makes your faith part of everything that you do. And I really do think that not everybody does this the same way. And, and that's something that you will get if you read this book also is how different the saints' path to heaven were and that our paths are all different too. Mm -hmm. So some people are going to get there by crafts, maybe. And <laughs> some people are going to get there by cooking complicated meals. And some people are going to just chat in the car on the way to school about what feast day it is, maybe add a, a special prayer to the day, but just sort of, and I didn't grow up like this either. I, I'm a cradle Catholic, but we didn't do any of this stuff at all. But I just think it's been so good for our family to have an understanding of the church year and the church calendar. And something that I notice being on social media is that people want to do things together, right? They want to have national ice cream for breakfast day and national clean out your refrigerator day. And we so all want true. to, you know, put it on, uh, put a hashtag on it and put it on Instagram totally. that we participated in this thing. And the thing is, Catholics have been doing that for thousands of years. We all knew when it was the Feast of St. Joan of Arc. And, you know, you do something for that. And, and so that's what I like is that it's just a way to have community at our homeschool group, we'll know that the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary is coming up. And so we'll know, we'll say the rosary together at the park on that day for her feast day. So just things like that, it just sort of brings us together. It's something that we do as a community. You make it sound so easy. Super easy. <laughs> <laughs> is there a saint for mac and cheese? Because that's pretty much all I make my children. Okay. Um, we actually do macaroni and cheese as part of our liturgical living for on, on Halloween because that was traditionally a fasting day before All Saints Day. So we always do spooky mac and cheese. I just call it spooky mac and cheese. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Jenna, you've been liturgical living all this time. <laughs> this whole time. I didn't even it's know. amazing. <laughs> no, I do have to tell you guys, I've been listening to Nancy 
Banzuck podcast. It's called Catholic Sprouts. Have you heard it, Kendra? I have heard of it. Uh, I haven't heard it though. Yeah. So it's like a 15 minute drive to school for the girls and I in the morning. And we listened to it on the way to school. And it's the best because I learned who the Saint Feast Day is and they hear it. And she just does it in a super, it's, it's a podcast for kids every single day. So she says the date, like today's Monday, blah, blah, blah. And she says, today's the feast of the saint. And then she'll talk about that saint. And then there's a topic for the whole week. And it's just really special and been such a gift to, for me to know, hey, it's this person's feast day. And just keep that in my mind right from the beginning of the day. Because like you were saying, when you plan out your week, you can look at it and know who's there for the week. But I also am not an organized person. <laughs> <laughs> so organizing the week doesn't really happen. It's more like, oh, today's Monday. Gotta like, get my life together. Well, but so much of that, I think that kids are such a great inspiration for any of this. And I, I know that I have learned almost everything I know about the faith in order to answer questions that my kids ask me, you know, or because I want to, because I want to share it with them. And, and so, yeah, learning together, listening to a podcast, that sounds perfect. Yeah. And then, you know, if you've got tacos or spaghetti at home, you could like, Make that choice as yes. to which fits better with the saint. I love it. I'm all in. <laughs> I'm getting convicted. <laughs> That's great. Well, you know, I have to be a little honest with you. Tell us. I don't have children. <laughs> what? Yeah, right. Wait, I know. Beth, I know, I guys. Know I'm just, I'm, I feel like I need to put this out there. I don't have any children. I also don't have any roommates or pets. I live alone. So if you had the pet, what would you do though? Something probably, <laughs> probably want to do something exciting to celebrate a feast Spooky day. mac and cheese. With, <laughs> can you imagine? With little cocoa. <laughs> Sort of like liturgical year dog sweaters. Totally. Feel free to take that as a business opportunity. Yes. Okay. So all I'm saying. Put the crown for St. Lucy of fire. Literally. That's right. Wake me up. I want the dog to wake me up with cinnamon rolls on St. Lucy's feast day. Okay, guys. In reality, what I'm trying to say here is I, I love that you already addressed this. I'm not a crafty person, so I do feel relieved. Thank you, Kendra. Kendra Tierney is freeing us. Uh, Honestly, (laughs) praise God for this conversation. I'm also not a great cook, as in I don't do a lot of cooking. So I love to hear you talk about incorporating special devotions or prayer and celebrating the liturgical year in that way. Because I know there are college students who, you know, have crazy schedules or, um, I don't know, single gals represent who might be thinking, how do I do this? I'm intrigued in this. I love the saints or I don't love the saints, but I want to know more. So what advice would you have for them? Yeah. So there are special prayers that are associated with every saint on the universal calendar. It's called a collect. It looks like the word collect, but you're supposed to say collect when you're talking about the prayer. Good to know. Fascinating. <laughs> and so if you have a missile or if you go to mass in the morning, you'll hear that prayer or you can read it or you can look them up online. And that's a great thing to do sort of alongside reading your devotion and reading the Bible in the morning is to look at that collect. And there's 
there's a partial indulgence in it for you. If you fulfill the uh, regular conditions just for praying that special prayer for the day. So, you know, basically what that's saying is the church is officially encouraging us to do that, to pray in a way that's associated with the feast day. And then when we didn't have kids and, and when I was a single person, I still enjoyed entertaining and obviously not everybody is going to, but there, you know, there are some great things you could do if you have some other crazy Catholic friends, like, you know, go wine tasting for the feast of St. Vincent of Saragossa. Yes. You know, when is is that, Kendra? (laughs) (laughs) I would have to look it up. I don't remember off the top of my head, but would work for St. John too. And he's uh, right after Christmas, I think the December 27th. But yeah, so going to wine country is not something that really works with my life right now. There's a patron saint of paratroopers, St. Gemma, maybe? Are you about to that we go skydiving? Yeah, go skydiving. Okay. Yeah, go (laughs) skydiving. Doesn't really work for my life right now. But if I were single, I would go skydiving for the Feast of St. Gemma Galgani. You're quite the risk taker. <laughs> and even if you are single, you don't have to do that. No. <laughs> but for the risky no, I'm girls, not gonna, maybe. I'm not going to require it of you. But you can also, you've seen the, uh, have you seen the book Drinking with the Saints? I have heard of it, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's great. They've got all these cocktail recipes. Kendra, all of um, your suggestions for me involve alcohol. <laughs> but no, that you should not like drink hobby. and skydive. You should no. not drink and skydive. Okay, don't okay. do that. <laughs> So there are definitely prayer-based things you could do and And fun things. I love that. I love that it's not like adding, you know, another devotion. Sometimes in reality, prayer can feel like an obligation. You're already trying to be faithful to your, you know, daily habit of prayer. And then thinking about adding these devotions to saints might feel like adding another thing. But I think it sounds like a really life enriching thing. It really is in our house. And because like I've already said, but I can't stress it enough that you just tweak what already works for you. And so people who spend a lot of time in the car, especially with kids, there's the podcasts, like you said, there's also saint story, glory stories, which are really cute little audio of saint stories that you can incorporate into, into drives places. It's another way to do it. So again, just start where you're at and move on from there. And I think a good thing for everybody to do is know when your baptism day is and have a patron saint that would normally be your name saint. But if, like me, your name is not yet a saint name, you can <laughs> uh, just pick a patron saint or use your middle name. And that's a good way to start. In our family, we call it the three special days. So we celebrate for everybody in the family. We celebrate birthday, name day, and baptism day. Kendra, and again, it's, can I be it's a part just, of your family? I need three special days a year. Well, but it, you know, and we, it's just the, you get to pick, the special person gets to pick what we have for dinner. So it's not necessarily associated with the same day. They just get to pick. So Kendra, I'm curious, is this like after you yelled at the kids for not cleaning up for the day? Like, how is this with like yeah. real life of being like momming? All day long. Yeah. No, absolutely. For Michaelmas, we have a big devil pinata, a homemade devil pinata that's made out of a cardboard box spray painted red. So something like the Michaelmas pinata makes an excellent threat all week. That <laughs> If you guys don't finish your schoolwork, 
we don't get this house cleaned up, we're not going to be able to have yes. a Christmas party. <laughs> so, you know, um, but I, I think that that it is stuff like that. It, it has to it has to be woven in with regular life. And, and, you know, if we didn't have St. Day celebrations on days that mom yelled, then we wouldn't have any of them. So it just, you know, it it just is part of our regular life. Yeah. It sounds like it's the culture of your family. Mm -hmm. It is. Yes. Yeah. I'm curious how this has affected your personal prayer life. So you said that you didn't do this growing up. How has it deepened it for you? Has it changed? What is your prayer life like now and how is this woven into it? So I think that for me, just becoming familiar with the saints and especially finding a few that really speak to me, I I think is very inspirational. Like somebody like St. Francis of Rome, who she's got that great quote that sometimes a woman must leave God at the altar and find him in her housework. And and so just being familiar with, with the saints for me, I I really like knowing their stories. I like knowing their struggles. I like thinking about St. Felicity and Perpetua, you know, who were young mothers. There's, there's a great um, firsthand account that is believed to be authentic that you can read of their martyrdom in the Colosseum by, you know, wild animals that were set upon them because they wouldn't, they wouldn't deny their Christianity. And it talks about that, uh, that Perpetua fixed her hair up while she's being chased by wild beasts because it wouldn't be neat for her to be suffering in her glory or something like that. It's just wow. really great. And so, what it, you know, in the morning when I don't feel like getting ready, I think to myself, well, you know, if all of these children are my martyrdom, you know, I can fix, I can fix my hair up like St. Perpetua (laughs) did and try not to look like I'm suffering in my glory. (laughs) So just things like that, that seeing how the saints worked their faith into their everyday life, into all the parts of their life. And, And so, you know, we really try to have a a prayer routine that sort of goes through the day that we start the day with the morning offering. We do the Angelus or the Regina Chaley at, um, in the middle of the day. And again, that's a, that's a liturgical calendar thing because you do the Regina Chaley just during Easter, which reminds us every day that this is a really special part of the year. There are different prayers that we add to the end of grace during Lent, during November, which is the month of the Holy Souls in Purgatory, we add uh, the eternal rest prayer to the end of grace. So just things like that, it keeps sort of different aspects of the faith at the front of my prayer life, you know, as we focus during Lent on penance and during November, like I said, on the Holy Souls and during Advent on this feeling of preparation and waiting and so I, I think it is nice to have that sort of ebb and flow and rhythm of the year for prayer life as well. That's amazing. <laughs> Kendra, I'm curious, what is your favorite feast day to celebrate? Are there any that are particularly creative or funny? What do you love to do in your house? You know, put me on the spot. I'm going to have to try to remember some of them. <laughs> but yeah, like liturgical food puns are really my love language. Mm-hmm. Um, but... So Michaelmas is a big one for us. We love celebrating that with the piñata. And there's so many great foods you can associate 
with angels and devils, you know, angel food cake, devil's food cake, asparagus spears, hot Cheetos. You can just have hot Cheetos (laughs) all day. Feast of St. Joan of Arc. There is a sandwich called a croque madame that we had when we were on a pilgrimage in France. And it's this amazing, delicious sandwich. It's like a grilled ham and cheese sandwich with the sauce kind of on the top of it and a fried egg on the top of that. And it sounds crazy, but it's really, really good. But the name basically translates to crispy lady. I love so, it. Hilarious. You know, feast of St. Joan of Arc. Got a crispy lady. Got at the stake. <laughs> have a crispy lady. So stuff like that. On the feast of the Annunciation, we always have waffles because apparently in some Scandinavian country, the translation of Lady Day, which is what they call the Feast of the Annunciation in Europe, translates to, it sounds a lot like Waffle Day. So it's a tradition to have waffles for the Feast of the Annunciation. So we have waffles for dinner on the Feast of the Annunciation, and breakfast for dinner is always very exciting. Breakfast for dinner is my favorite meal ever. Yeah, yeah, breakfast for dinner, it's great. So we do, we do pancakes for dinner. We do silver dollar pancakes for dinner on the Feast of St. Matthew, the tax collector. Mm. Um, you know, so stuff like that. It, it's just, it's fun to think of, of kind of, you know, funny things. Oh, like we have a Claire's for, uh, for the Feast of St. Claire. Love that. And uh, are these ideas in your book as well? Yes. Okay. It's all in there. Yes. It's all in there. I'm smiling just hearing you describe these little food puns and sweet traditions, I think I can imagine it just brings a lot of joy to the mundane every day. It does. It really does. And, and, you know, my oldest is 16 now and I, uh, my youngest is one. So I am at the point where I'm kind of feel like I'm starting to see what the, you know, what the end game is on it. And you know, the kids are still excited. They remember what we're supposed to do. They sort of take charge of some aspects of it. And, and you know, heaven forbid you try to skip something that you have done in other years. <laughs> they will remember. But like you said, it's part of creating this culture. It's part of we have really high expectations for our kids and different expectations than the culture at large. We expect them to go to mass. We expect them to observe the fasting rules and, you know, sit still for the rosary, things like that. But then we also have the fun aspects. I think it's, it's good to have party. You know, we often have people over with us, even if it's just one family, I keep telling my kids, like there are 11 of us, we are already a party, but they, (laughs) they want other people's kids at our house or it doesn't count. But they just have fond associations with with particular saints. They have their own devotions to particular saints. They have, you know, an awareness of what tyrannies do and don't do during Lent and and during Advent. And we'll see if my 16-year-old son still remembers to not eat meat on Fridays when he is not living in my house. I will consider it a great victory. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, but we'll see. But it it does it has been something that's really been formative for our family and a lot of fun for a lot of years. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm trying to remember who it was that that kind of popularized the phrase or the title Heavenly Friends for Saints. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, but it's great. Yes, yeah. and that's exactly how, how we should think about them. And it's just finding these inspirations and getting to know these saints has been great for me and I think for my family too. And Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the saints. And it was one of my favorite things to share with my students in youth group was this devotion that um, I had of adopting a patron saint for the year, every year. And sometimes I chose the saint, and other times the saint very obviously chose me, was even, you know, stalking me to a point where I was like, okay, I'll read about you. Okay, I'll pray that novena. Um, So just as we wrap up, I wonder, do you have any saints like that who have found you, stalked you, um, befriended you? Yeah, absolutely. And I I think that it it changes that sometimes I'll be called to learn more about a saint who I feel like I'm more like. And then other times, you know, you'll feel like there's a saint calling out to you who is opposite to you in temperament, you know, to sort of to help you grow in virtue. Totally. Um, in our family, we, as part of our liturgical living, we choose a saint for the year in Advent. We've got this big multi-volume set of lives of the saints and um, the kids will just sort of let it fall open and no pick one. No way, just yeah. like roulette. Yeah, wow. exactly. Or there's Jennifer Fulweiler's Saint Name Generator that, totally. will, yeah. that we'll sometimes do. And so that's that's fun and is a fun way to find new ones. So who's yours right now, Kendra? Who did I get this year? Oh, no, I'm going to blank out. It was, oh, St. Joseph of Cupertino. Um, flying Saint. Yeah. Yeah, but also patron saint of aviators, which was my former life. Sounds like skydiving wow. is in your future. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Maybe I so. Love it. All right. Well, Kendra, it's been a delight truly with you. Yeah. Could we close with a prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father God, I um, thank you so much for the communion of saints, mm. the gift of these heavenly friends who intercede for us and inspire us and witness to us by their life. Father, I ask that you would bless our lives immensely by their intercession and witness. And if there are any special saints out there who want to intercede for us, who um, have a special heart for our family or our situation, God, would you make them known to us and would you give us the eyes of faith to see and to respond? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, Kendra, thank you so, so much. Thanks for having me. This was really fun. Agreed. (laughs) Totally. We'll see you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for gathering with us here on the Blessed Is She podcast. Send over all your questions using the Anchor app. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us at blessedishe.net slash community and join us on all your favorite social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I love Twitter. Until next time.